Hi there, welcome again to Let's Talk Tottenham. Uh, another episode with, uh, I would say another guest, but it's a returning guest, which I'm delighted to say, Mark Sweeney, uh, at 1981Spur, that's his Twitter account, is back. Uh, talking about the Pochettino interview on BT uh, from a few weeks ago, uh, whether he thinks uh, he'll come back and should he. Uh, the signings we've been linked to, all um, free transfers. Uh, this, this project restart initiative and suggestions, which what we think about those and also uh, because uh, this pandemic has shown a lot of greed from people uh, a, a nice segue into talking about Tiger King which just a, a disclaimer there when we you get to that it is just our opinion on what we saw on the show so it's not us saying that this is a fact uh, it's just our opinion of what we thought based on watching the show so all that and a bit more uh, with Mark coming up. Hi Mark, welcome back. Uh, good to have you back on the podcast. Hope you're well, uh, family as well, friends as well. Yeah, I'm all good mate. Thank you for having me back on. Looking forward to it, to uh, get through some of the stuff that's been going on. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Well, I, I think we both thought that there'd be quite a lot going on, but <laughs> there hasn't been a huge amount going on, but there are stuff that we can talk about. So Firstly, Poch's interview with BT Sport, with uh, Jermaine Genus and Jake Humphrey, I don't know if you saw it, but got big news on Twitter among yeah. Spurs fans anyway because of the things he said that uh, before he dies he wants to manage us again um, and I think it's shone across that I'm not sure if he's a fan of Tottenham but he definitely has an affinity with Tottenham and do, do you think A he'll come back and B do you think he should and if so when Okay, firstly, I didn't I didn't actually watch it. I didn't well, know about it until after. I just I, I logged onto Twitter and see it all over Twitter. Oh, right. Um, yeah. I was absolutely gutted that I missed it. But I obviously yeah. watched the highlights because um, it was posted all over the place. So I've seen the bit where he says that he would like to come back to Tottenham well, with all yeah. guys. Um, well, I watched the whole and, thing on YouTube. So if you type it in there on BT's oh, channel, okay. I think it's a 20-minute video, something like that. Oh, I'll definitely do that. Um because I think, as we touched on briefly last, I absolutely love Poch, and I'm, I'm still guy that he left. So <laughs> for me, um, I would definitely welcome him back with open arms. Mm. Um, I don't think now would be the right time to do that because it's the mm. last. I think as much as um, I had my reservations about Mourinho, he needs to be given the opportunity. Um, and I think to go back now, there was, there was clearly stuff that went on behind the scenes. That I have no idea what that no. what it was. But there was some, there was something not quite right um, when they come back this season. Um, I, I, so I have no idea what it was. We might find out a little bit more with the Amazon documentary. Who knows? Well, um, you, you may. I'm not watching that. Like, I don't think I will. Absolute honest, car crash, <laughs> car crash documentary starting off a Pochettino live firing. I can, I can I know, do with that. Yeah. I know, I, I can't see that, I can't imagine any Spurs fan wanting to no. watch that, to be honest. Even, if it, even, in, even in this boring lockdown thing, I'll, I'll happily stare at a wall for that hour instead of watch that, I think. Yeah, I, don't, I think it's going to be quite embarrassing, to be honest, the, yeah. the, the amazing fall from grace. If it was last season, how amazing would it have been? Mm. Um, or even the season, you know, the last season at White Hart Lane, or the season, you know, we've had some amazing moments yeah. that, for me, Poch gave us. Um, this is just the worst typical Tottenham fashion <laughs> to do an Amazon documentary mm. and, you know one of the worst things we've had in a long time um, but yeah so I mean I'd definitely like to see him come back at some point um, 
for now, I think we need to give Mourinho the opportunity to, to put his um, stamp on the team, um, which he hasn't been given the chance to do. Because um, obviously coming in um, quarter of the season, possibly, and then we had the January transfer window. Um, we only had one player come in. Um, do, do, need, and, you know, did, so, do, do you think Mourinho will get his chance to put his stamp on the team? I don't mean him being fired now, but the, with, with the situation that we're mean. in, in terms yeah. of bringing his own players no. in, and we'll get no. into a few of the uh, rumours uh, a bit later. But yeah. do, do you think he'll get his, his, his be able to put no. his stamp on, and then will it be too little, too late if we're not improving, and he'll just be shown the door? I, to be honest, I don't think he will, and and this was the whole reason that I didn't think he was a good match for Tottenham in the first place. I put mm. on Twitter when it was rumoured that well, I want I want some of what you're taking. If you really think Mourinho and Levy are going to work together, and then the next yeah. morning he was in charge. So I never thought it was a marriage made in heaven to begin with, um, and it is just circumstance really with obviously what we're going through at the minute with COVID nineteen. Um, the the whole I think the whole football market financially is going to crash mm. um, and as we know Mourinho can do a great job with the right backing I just don't think he's going to get that backing I hope and pray that I'm wrong um, and that he doesn't need that but you know the history tells you that he does yeah. um, so no I probably I don't I don't think it's going to be a successful no. time under Mourinho that's just my opinion as I say I'd like nothing more than to be completely wrong on it because yeah. um, I, I used to really like Mourinho when he first went to Chelsea he was a he was a, a pressure for yeah, but, him, you know, yeah but I, I just don't you know I can't see it but again please prove me wrong I'm delighted <laughs> to be proven yeah. wrong I, I think even if clubs do have the money I think when it gets back it'll be so insensitive to be buying like four lots of 50 million pound players yeah. And and it, certainly with this um, financial fair play, when they've essentially been paying the players wages for how many yeah. weeks we're going to be on lockdown, so they've got that thing. To, I, I think big players could move, but I don't see it being for a fee. I see it for essentially a straight swap. So in, in the set, I don't know if you watch American sports, but they have their drafts at the start of the season, so players just move for free. They're, they're the ones who haven't been signed properly, like from what I understand, but... I see it similar like that, where one player goes one way, another player goes the other way. So someone could get him. Someone Liverpool, for example, could get Mbappe, but they'd have to give up Salah or Firmino or Mane in exchange. So I think that could happen. But in in terms of someone just buying Mbappe off the bat, I think that's uh, quite wishful thinking. You know. Isn't it good? Isn't it a good time to reevaluate everything anyway? Yeah. And just have a bit more of a fairer system anyway. Yeah, like I don't bring in a salary cap or something like that. Yeah, I, I don't watch a lot of American sport, and I don't like the fact that there's no relegations and things like that. Mm. I think we can learn a little bit by what you just said there. That you know, the clubs like with Newcastle and the takeover, it's just going to be another you know Man yeah. City type scenario where go and buy everyone and, and, and sod everyone else and you know that's why again going back to Pochettino that's why it's so difficult you, everything needs to be measured in the context what he did with the mm. lack of funding that he had was was amazing and it's the people that don't see it I just don't I, you know I've seen people this week or last week saying oh, why are you celebrating um what he done he didn't win anything mm. and we lot you know we beat Ajax and we all wanted to win that final, and you don't really, you know, it's, I don't see it as a loser's mentality to look back at that Ajax game no. and be incredibly proud. Yeah, I really don't, because, 
That's something else I wanted to ask you as well, because I, I, I can see it from the point of view where we shouldn't be celebrating it because we didn't win. Because I'm still annoyed about the final and how it turned out. But in, in the other flip of the coin, that, that, that Ajax game is the happiest I've ever been in football. So he should be exactly. celebrating that moment. And you're not celebrating the fact that you, you, you got to a final to lose. You're celebrating the no, fact no. That, that how it made you feel. Like, um, exactly. But I can oh, understand like people saying we shouldn't be celebrating it because we lost. But I, I you know, that's why I've never watched the final back again. I never will. No, no, nor will I. And, and I, 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 I feel exactly the same as you, that that, that is what I and I was thinking about today because I was listening to one or two other podcasts and they were reflecting on it um, and it is the, the highest moment I've ever felt in football mm. that and when we beat Chelsea in extra time and I was in the stadium in the League Cup final them two moments I was with my son we were rolling around on the floor uh, in disbelief in absolute <laughs> disbelief um, and I don't know whether you know them moments in life how can you not hang on to them and want mm. to celebrate them and remember them because it was I was absolutely on top of the world. Of course, I'm going to remember it and have fond memories of it. it, it yeah. You put the two things separate. You put that... They're two separate games. One was the semi-final, one was the final. We're not talking about the final, but I will celebrate that amazing game because it was just mm. an amazing game. If it, if it was a 1-0 victory and it was a, bore, you know, a boring game and we got through um, to an own goal, we wouldn't be celebrating as much. It was just the actual how it happened... Um, that's that's what we're celebrating, and that's what we're remembering, really. And I think we should as well. And it's a sheer joy of the sheer joy of football as well. I've said this before. I'll say it again. I had an out of body experience there. I was hugging everybody in the pub, but I had to be told that I was doing that because I can't remember that. Yeah. But yeah, no, exactly. You know, you wouldn't have done that with a if we'd have won the, the first leg one nil, and then second leg was a boring nil nil. If everything yeah. just fitted into place perfectly. The fact that they were playing Don't Worry About a Thing by Bob Marley at halftime. Um, <laughs> the, fact it was, the fact it was the last, you know, if you look at the <laughs> clock, it was the very last second. You know, everything, that's football, you know, and of course we're going to celebrate it and remember it um, for what it was. It, it's got nothing to do with the final and losing the final. We're not going to celebrate that. Um, we're not going to go back and watch that on the 1st of January, uh, of June, sorry. I can assure you of that. I certainly won't be. No. Um, I'll be, if it's on the TV, I'll be at the TV, will be off all day long. Um, I won't be going on Twitter that day. I can assure you of that. But, you know, <laughs> amazing, amazing day. Yeah. So, you know, I look back yeah. on great memories. I, I do agree as well. Like, Pochettino, he didn't win any trophies, but he took us to the next level of, of club. So, he, he, yeah. he moved the club to another level. So, yeah, he didn't win any trophies, but he... he wasn't a failure by any stretch of the imagination. It was a success. So I, I do think he should be allowed, maybe not allowed, that's maybe the wrong word, but I do think he should come back to, like he said in the documentary, uh, the interview as well, to uh, finish what he didn't get to finish. Um, he but, has to be, if he does come back, he has to be given the mm. right amount of money to be able mm. to rebuild and do it how he wanted to do it. Yeah. Um but we, he's going to get the opportunity at other clubs, isn't he? So, when do you think it should be? Do you think it should be after Mourinho's gone or leave it a few more years? Because my, my personal opinion is he can now manage... His, his reputation, he can manage any club in the world. So go manage no, like a Real Madrid or someone who will give him the money. He'll go and win his trophies, get that monkey off his back. He'll then grow as a manager completely because he'd have learned a lot from us and then bring him back. So maybe in like five years or so. Um, yeah, I think he needs to go away and win stuff, Chris. 
yeah. um, to, as you say, get that monkey off his back, um, get that sort of winning mentality that I think he has anyway, but just to, you know, just yeah. to shut other people up, really. Um, yeah, maybe five, six years, maybe. You know, ten, he's only a young guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, so, you know, he could come back in 10 years' time and still, you know, be a He's, be he's a been linked with so. Newcastle, isn't he? Which is another rebuilding job, which... I don't uh, want him to take that job. He might be a manager who... who Thrives on rebuilding rather than taking teams who are already winners and then just carrying it on. You, you, but I'd be a bit he disappointed if he went to Newcastle because he's done enough to warrant getting a Madrid or massive job. Yeah. yeah. I also yeah. think as well, it's a weird situation—a complete kind of role reversal from I don't know 10, 15 years ago. That if he was at Real Madrid and he'd been there for four years and then we came calling, I think. He may ditch Madrid and then come back to us because that interview showed he definitely has an affinity for the club, which 10, 15 years ago, if someone was at Madrid and we came calling, they'd just laugh at us, put the phone down. So I, I definitely think we're in a good position if we wanted him in the future. There's a good, good chance, I think, anyway, that he would drop what he's doing and come back. Uh. It depends where he was and how things are going. Because I do think that he's an incredibly loyal guy, yeah. and if he's got a contract, I can't see him breaking that contract. I put him like a, you know, like a, don't want to talk about them, but Wenger with Arsenal. He did it with uh, Southampton, didn't he? He did, but yeah, that's a good point. But I suppose or, or, they or did were, Southampton accept it on his behalf? I'm not sure, but I, I, I think what that was though wasn't there a, was the guy that brought him into the club? Didn't he get the sack? I think in oh, Southampton yeah. there was stuff going on behind the scenes where he wasn't too happy there. The, the guy that brought him in, I can't remember his name, he was friends with before, I think. Oh, and that yeah. guy who brought him there had been given the sack by the owner. Um, so I don't think things were too rosy there. Um, but you, you make a good point, though. He did, he did leave Southampton. He was under contract. So it's a valid point. And there was the rumours as well that he wanted to go to Man United. Mm. And that was part of the reason why things weren't weren't so great at the start of the season. Again, just rumours. We don't yeah. know whether that was true. Yeah, um, but he does, you know, uh, it, it, he, he may leave the job to come to us again. Who knows? Um, he definitely, you can tell, as you said, there's an affinity with the club for him. He, that, you can't put that kind of stuff on. No. And if he didn't think that, he just wouldn't say it. Yeah, you just have to look at his the video and his reaction and facial expressions on the last... Um, game at White Hart Lane when they had the uh, post-match yes. ceremony yeah. thing. He just looked so proud and everything. And, uh, yeah, I, 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 missed, yeah, I missed the guy. Yeah, yeah. But I definitely think he'll come back, whether it will be under Levy or, or we'll get taken over. Because, I mean, if this Newcastle thing happens, then we'll be taken over at some point, won't we? But then it, the Newcastle thing has come at a, such a... Like, <laughs> it just shows... Such disrespect to people who are struggling or anything like that, that £300 billion worth of, of investors come in and then they're going to buy this, that, this, that, and it's just, it's not the right I've got, I've, It's I've, not the right time. It's just a bit disrespectful and just... I've got a, um, a friend who's a Newcastle fan. Hmm. Um, I've been speaking to him a little bit about it because I'm not, to be honest with you, apart from Tottenham, I don't really read a lot of other... Um, yeah football media stuff so I don't really know what's going on so I spoke to him and said what's going on with this takeover he said that all the rumours are it's going to be this Tuesday coming and he said that a lot of what they're being linked with is um, free like you know the Cavani's um, yeah. people like that where they can just pay astronomical wages 
rather than get them big get them big fees. But he also said they're looking at uh, Coutinho um, at Barcelona. Yeah. I can see that one happening. Um, I, I, I still think though that's a seventy million pound player, which yeah, it's just in in the. De- where football is at the moment, which is in the doldrums a little bit compared to where it's been, and then you oh well, seventy million here. Uh, just, do you want cash or check? <laughs> yeah, I just think it might it's actually, just... yeah, it, it might. Um, with not that I want that to be the reason, but with what's happened, that may be a reason where they won't go and do that. Hmm. Um, you know, we don't know, do we? How we don't even know whether this takeover is going to happen. Well, they're being um, investigated, aren't they, they? Because of the alleged well, killing right. of a journalist in uh, yeah. Saudi Arabia yeah. or wherever it was which yeah yeah but it, I, I just think you know call me a cynic but the, the Premier League won't care because if they've got 300 billion they'll give Premier League and FA exactly. so much money each year so it's you know be, and you've just got to look at this project restart which we'll get to a bit later on which it, it's not about the health or the people it's about the money but to be honest if um, if they ditch new, the Newcastle plan and want to take over at Tottenham, would you be complaining if they come into Tottenham and said, right, we're going to go and spend mm. £100 million? I, to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. I said that to my mate. I'd like, you know, you're going to get people criticising it and I will be one of them people. But if it was me, do you know what? I would probably wouldn't care less. To be honest yeah. with you, and that's just uh, that's just me being a selfish. Mm, I, I I think I would, but then when we started winning stuff and getting players in, I think that would um, yeah. trickle away. But then you you still can't get around the fact that I know it's only rumor, but that if they did kill that guy, that's disgusting. Yeah, it just I don't want someone like that in any way associated with anything that I like or. or but yeah, I've just. I know. But you could I argue with Amazon taking over. Amazon taking over, they hardly pay any tax and and stuff like that. So they're, I mean, they haven't killed anyone, yeah. but like they're, they're corrupt and dodgy as well. And you know, Richard Branson, he hasn't killed anyone, and but he's just a horrible person. You know, a, a, a lot a lot of what's happened with this virus uh, um, has shown people's true colours. I think. Certainly with Richard Branson, Boris Johnson, yeah. who, yeah. you know, my mum voted Conservative, so she, she'll she defend him to the hilt, but right. <laughs> it's just, but is that just her being embarrassed that she voted for someone who's incompetent and then can't admit that she's wrong, but, or does she actually think he has done quite well? Because I, I certainly think at the start, it was like, okay, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there because it's a completely... Yeah. A weird situation, but then anyway, I'm not going to get into politics here. <laughs> That's what no, the podcast to do. Yeah, it's um, he certainly hasn't been as round as much as I know that he yeah. obviously suffered from the, the virus, but he's um, he has gone missing it seems um, the past few weeks. Yeah, um, but yeah, as you say, it's uh, yeah, stick to football maybe. Not <laughs> everyone turning off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we'll move off of politics sharpish because it's not my forte. It's just me moaning and, and people just angry about stuff. So we'll get back to the football. So you, you mentioned uh, Newcastle there. Um, uh, your friend saying that the, he's heard that they're going after free signings, which we've been linked to four of in this, I wouldn't say transfer window, but since uh, the football's stopped, which are uh, 
Mounier, which seemed to be signed, sealed and delivered, but has gone away. Ryan Fraser, uh, Rakitic from Barcelona, and then Willian, who, who in particular him, has divided opinion a lot. Um, what, what do you think of... Let, let's go for each player, like Mounier. What, what do you think of that? Do you think that would be a good signing if we could get them, get him? Um, I don't know a great deal about him, to be honest with you, but um, from everything I read, he's steady enough type player. Um, I know you mentioned just then that you know, he could be competition for Aurea. Um We need another, you know, who else have we got that plays that position? We've got Foyf who can go out there. Um, we've got Carl Walker Peters, who I think is going to be off anyway, because I think he. Well, he went on he loan, didn't, Mourinho, he, last, didn't he? He went to loan to Southampton, and yeah. I think he said Mourinho didn't give him a chance and all that, so we can yeah. assume he's gone. Um, so it's only really Aurier and Foyf who we've got, unless I'm missing someone, but I can't yeah. think of anyone else that can play out there. Yeah. Um, so Tanganga, maybe, but then he's true, very yeah, inexperienced he's there. there. Yeah, he's played out there, but he's, again, like Foyce is not really his position no. um, so yeah we need someone in I don't, you know roll the dice on him I think really if we can get him on a free yeah. um, it'd be worth taking the punt on I definitely think so as well. We'll get to this with the other two players uh, shortly, but he's a winner as well. He's won stuff. He must have won stuff for PSG, certainly league and a cup. Um, Ryan Fraser, I think he'd be good. I think he'd be a squad player and, and like a not a super sub, but someone to come on when defenders are tired. And then you look at him at Bournemouth, he, he seems to be quite direct. You think he'd be a good signing? Yeah, I like him. Um, every time I've seen him, he's um, one of them that, you don't fancy playing against, would you? You know, no. running at you, he just runs with the ball, he's confident, runs at defenders. You can put a good cross um, in as well with Kane in the middle, Ali coming from deep with, and, and from corners yeah. and free kicks. 20, 26 as well, decent yeah. age. Um, a, a free transfer, he's not going to be on a, a vast amount of money at Bournemouth. No. Um, I think he'd be, I actually think he'd be a fantastic sign. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you, he wouldn't, wouldn't be a starter necessarily, but he'd be one of the, he'd be a great Squad players have around, for sure. He'd also um, keep someone like a Moro and Bergvine on their toes. Like, if you're not performing, we've got someone who can step in. But like, uh, like Munier as well, that seemed to be signed, sealed, delivered. That he'd said to friends, oh, I'm moving to uh, Tottenham, I'm going to turn Arsenal down. And then that was like two yeah. weeks ago, and it's not been in the news at all, which very strange. But it could be, it could be that, um, you know, as you've said, with the, with the stuff going on with COVID 19, that they don't want to make these kind of announcements yet because it, mm. it's not for us it's important you know because we want news we want stuff to do we want stuff to think about to take our mind off of what's going on in the, in the world really um, but perhaps it's they think it's an incentive time to, to be coming out I don't know um, but yeah I, I hope he signs I think mm. for a yeah. free transfer I think that would be a fantastic because yeah, I know he was linked with Liverpool um, about a month ago was he? Um, yeah he was linked with Liverpool um, and I thought that that was definitely going to happen. Then, uh, as you said, I see on the, in the news that apparently he's told mates that he's rejected Arsenal and he's on his way to us. Yeah. But again, it, we don't know whether this is just media made-up stories, do yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, I'd like to think not. No. Well, your point there that it might be insensitive and, and stuff like that, I didn't really think about before. But then thinking about it just now, like being that they're talking about restarting the season, if, if, if it had been null and void, you, you might find that these players would have gone. Yeah. Although, yeah, exactly. Yeah, again, Chris, I didn't think about that, but you're right because yeah. they might have to go back to, to 
to Bournemouth and playing them in a relegation yeah. and they'll be going well you'll mind somewhere else you'll think about mm. going to Tottenham you've signed for another club Though is, it, is it 30th of June that their contracts expire is that when contracts expire I believe so yeah yeah. Mm. yeah and then the next player which if this is true I'd be imploring Levy to just get him just because he's a winner he, he showed in, in the World Cup semi-final along with Modric he can run a game He's him and Modric single-handedly between them just ran that game and changed the game so Croatia won and that's uh, Rakitic from Barcelona. He'd be what we, being the fact that uh, Eriksen has left as well, he'd be the one who'd be able to be like the quarterback and string it, ping it 50 yards here, there, and short passes. And then he'd allow someone like a Lo Celso to have the freedom to go forward a little bit more because he knows he's got someone behind. But so I don't know what your thoughts of Rakitic are, but for me, I, I think he'd be an absolute. Amazing signing for us, certainly on free, and he commands so much respect from the rest of the team, and it'd be a massive boost. And he's a winner. It's what we need. Mm. He is what we need, isn't he? We we spoke about this last time a few weeks back when we we're talking about some of the great transfers that have happened in the past and ones that didn't quite come off. And I said then that we need someone with experience mm. to come in who's won things. And and you said it there demands respect to the players, like when Edgar Davids come in mm. or Norodin Nader. Someone who the players look at in the tunnel and think, oh, you know, I'm glad he's on our side. Today. He's been there, he's done it, he's played with the best players in the world, he's won the biggest competitions in the world, he's played in the biggest games in the world, World Cup finals, Champions League finals. It's a no-brainer. If we can get him, mm. go and get him. Because even if he isn't at his peak years, to have him in and around the dressing room, what a player to get. Mm. You can't... <laughs> open your eyes. If you don't think that that would be a good signing, then... Mm. I. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know where, where you would be coming yeah. from, you know. Yeah. I also think as well, like Paul Scholes in his later years and Gerard as well in his later years, you'd have someone like a Harry Winks who does his running for him and he'd yeah. just hold his position and ping it around. And, and exactly, pass it about. And, that's what, you know, that's and, and Harry, w- yeah. Harry Winks know, would learn so much from him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a no... Obviously, he'll be, he must be on near on 300 grand a week, I would have thought, over there. Um, so that might be a sticking point. But again, is, is this true or is it not? It was it was, it was was rumoured for a week, maybe, and then it kind of went. But, but I, I, I definitely think he'd be an amazing signing for us to get. And, and Did you see the... Um... The thing, the video of Mourinho talked about him when he was working for BN Sport. No. Um, there's a clip of there's a clip of uh, Mourinho speaking about him, saying what an amazing player he is. He didn't get enough credit, and the, uh, mm. just how much he admires him and rates him as a player. Yeah. Um, so we we know that Mourinho really likes him, and I'm assuming that would have been from you know a year ago, maybe two years ago, because obviously he was out of work from Man United yeah. when he got employed by Tottenham. A period of what 18 months. So yeah. this is quite recent that he's been speaking about him and really praising him. And he's only 32. Yeah. And we're not talking about a 36-year-old here. Um, yeah. And the position, that, like the type of player that he is, he's not sort of dynamic, is he? And high energy. Um, you know, he is that sort of one that sits there, as you said, plays the ball around. And he's like a link man, isn't he, really? Yeah. Um, and he made that goal he scored against us last season in the Champions League at Wembley. Mm, yeah. I was at that game. What's the goal that was? You know, that was only last season. Uh, yeah. I don't know how people are. I don't think this one's going to happen, Chris. To be honest, I think there's going to be a lot more teams involved yeah. in that, trying to get someone like him. 
um, because the market's just going to die die a death, really, in terms of spending a load of yeah. money. And if you can get a player like that, a lot of clubs are going to be in and around wanting him, aren't they? Yeah. I, I do think what we've got with Mourinho, which we don't necessarily have with Poch, or had with Poch, is Mourinho's a name and a lot of players, like, like Guardiola, want to play for him. Which yeah. n- now now Pochettino would have that because of what he did with us, but when he was managing us and building us up, he didn't necessarily have that. Whereas if Pochettino went to Madrid tomorrow and football went back as it was and everything went back to normal, then you'd find a lot of players wanted to play for Pochettino. But I, I definitely think Mourinho is a bit of a pulling factor there. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, he has got that reputation, hasn't he? Um, mm. and, and... That's, that is a factor. Players would look at that and think, well, Mourinho's there. Yeah. That's, a, that's a, a world-class manager. Um, so, yeah, I'd take that on board as well. Yeah, although um, he is a bit like Marmite, Mourinho, with fans and players alike. Like, some people love him. Like Ibrahimovic said he'd die for him, didn't he, on the football pitch. And then yeah. other players just yeah. can't stand him. But uh, The last player we've been linked with is a bit of a contentious one. Uh, I personally don't care about his past because he's a winner and he'd create a... Uh, competition again, but I can understand why some people wouldn't want him. What, what's your thoughts on William? Um, we touched on this briefly when I was last <laughs> time as well. I, 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 yeah, I, I wouldn't want William at the club, right. to be honest with you, because I just think I know it's petty, but the way that you know it, he was rumoured to be at the the training ground, um, and it was all sort of signed, sealed, and delivered that he was coming to us, and then he got in a taxi and went to Chelsea. Which I don't blame him for personally, because that would be the logical move, wouldn't it? They're obviously yeah. more money. They were winning things at the time. We wasn't. Um, I don't necessarily blame him, but I've just been at games where he's there, and obviously the, the fans are winding him up. But he gives it back. The battle of the bridge. Um, he was getting involved in stuff for our players. You know, for me, it's petty. I can understand the merits that William would bring to the team, um, and if he was twenty six, twenty seven. I would probably be saying, again, it's a no-brainer. But for me, the, the stick that we would get from Chelsea fans, oh, you're getting our rejects. He, he rejected us to go to you. Now he's at the end of his career. He's coming to you. I couldn't handle it, personally. Mm-hmm. I, can, like, I know, I know you, you feel differently. I can understand the reasons why, but I'm a petty person. So <laughs> that's the reason I'm not I couldn't turn the stick for it. I'm not bothered about that at all because... I just think, like Rakitic's experience, he'd be able to teach someone like Mora and Son a lot. Bergwijn as well, and any uh, young wingers, attacking players that are, are coming in. And, and he was the only player in that Mourinho last season at Chelsea when uh, it kind of went to pot that really played for him, certainly in an attacking sense. So he'd give his all for Mourinho, I think. But yeah, I, I can understand why people wouldn't want him and why you wouldn't want him. But it's one of those things. That if he signed, I would obviously be behind him. You know, yeah. I'm not one of these that would say, "Oh, I'm not cheering him when he's on the pit." You know, he's in the Tottenham shirt. He's got my full backing. Um, but it's not one that I would want to see happen. No. Completely honest with you. Yeah. Um, but we'll wait and see. I mean, you know, there isn't much. There isn't that many. Great players out there, is there? They're going to be on no. free transfers, it, and that's the no. market we're going to be in. So, if we did get all of those four players all free in whenever the transfer window is going to be, good window. Um, in 
the new world that we're living in, yeah, I would say so. Um, I'd like to see um, a backup striker. And um, <laughs> would you say Matthew is a defensive midfielder? Uh, you know, uh, I don't think we need a, I, 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 a proper DM, but I, I mean. We're not going to have the money, are we? Well, yeah, he's a weird one, isn't he? He started off like a kind of a Lampard who who, who box to box, yeah, with, with with a finishing product, and then and he's kind of now dropped into the Modric position, the Skulls position towards the end of his career, where his range of passing is is fantastic. Um, yeah, he's not the traditional DM that you know, like a, a Kante right. or. This is what uh, I mean. So we've been linked with Ndidi as well, haven't we? Who is a defensive midfielder, but obviously yeah. that would cost tens of millions or however uh, much his transfer fee is. But he'd be a good player. Yeah, I think I wouldn't say if we got them four players, it would be a good win though. Because again, going back to when I was last on the pod, we spoke about the positions that we really mm. felt that we needed. Um, we was obviously looking uh, right back, and then obviously we got Minier in that, that, that position. We well, the both positions we really said we felt we needed was that DM. Yeah. Um, so I mean, he would do a job for us, no doubt about it. But I don't know. Um, I really feel that we need that player. Mm. Um, but yeah, who, who knows? We have to wait and yeah. see, won't we? Um, Matic has always been linked, isn't he, because of the Mavinio link, which. I, he's good and experienced, but in that, in that position you need to be mobile, and I, I just don't yeah, think he's, he's mobile not, enough. He's not, he's not. You, you can get away with not being mobile in certain positions. I, I don't think you can. It's a defensive midfielder who's marshalling the 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 gap between a defence and a midfield. Yeah. Without, without the passing looking, ability that Rakitic has. I'm just looking at some of the other free transfers. There isn't really a defensive midfield that we could we could get on free. No. I mean, I'd like to be looking at. Um, Mertens as well, mm. um, and that that was another player that my, my mate Adam, the Newcastle fan, mentioned to me that I think Newcastle are looking at as well. Mm. And that, you know, that's what we're going to be competing with, Chris. Teams that uh, like us are not going to be spending huge amounts of money, so there's going to be massive competition for all of these players that we're going in for. Yeah. Um, all these free transfers are going to be, you know, they're going to be laughing really because they're going to have sort of. All the, the big the big boys looking at them, aren't they? Because they're all good yeah. players still. I, I, um, I guess we have Sissoko to come back, who is a kind of defensive midfielder. If he can be uh, persuaded by Mourinho to not go forward as much, because he is mobile, he's got a good engine there. Like he, he could run for the entire game without without any trouble. No, like it's just his positional sense in in that position. I'm not sure he's there because he likes to. He's best, like like Yaya Toure used to be. He gets the ball, driving runs with it. No one can touch him because they're so strong. But if you're a defensive yeah. midfielder, you, you you know you better make sure you keep the ball and give it to someone, and then get back in your position, or you just don't do that. Hmm. Well, maybe Dyer can find some kind of form that he's hmm. not been able to do for the past. Well, I, I think his 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 mobility has gone all over the yeah. place as well, really, which is a real, real shame. And, and it's such a shame as well, Wanyama's yeah. fitness went down because he was superb in that 16-17 that season and just a, a rock in there. And It's such a shame. Like, but yeah. Talking on um, free transfers, would you give 
sorry to start throwing questions at you That's now. Right. Well. Would you take? Um, would you keep Matonga? Mm. A tricky one, isn't it? Because his 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 pace has really gone. Yeah. Downhill, but. I think I probably I think I probably would because I think if you got rid of him you'd struggle to get someone of that experience yeah. and level to replace him and, and maybe stick him on a contract that he, he's part time player and a coach because I think he'd be quite a good coach. Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I would keep him for another season yeah. um, at least because I think we're just going to be short, so short of numbers now. We've also got uh, Danny Rose coming back because he's only on loan, isn't he? But then if this takeover happens and they want him, then they can afford to just make that permanent. But Well, yeah, but I, I don't want to keep banging on that, my mate, but he also said he wouldn't want, it, wouldn't, wouldn't want to see him stay in Newcastle. Right. So I, don't know, right. I don't know how he was playing when he was there, to be honest with you, but um, no. maybe it's because I've, I've spoken about Danny to him. I don't know. Um, yeah. The position I wanted as well was a goalkeeper, but there's no way we're getting one of them with the current situation. So we're going to have to stick with Lois and <laughs> accept that we're going to have half a dozen mistakes yeah, each I season mean, on a good, good season. No, Lloris is a funny one. He divides people up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, without spending a massive, massive amount of money, who we could get in, yeah. really, uh, that, that I think better than him he's, uh, he's just completely him. dropped isn't he because there was a time two seasons or three seasons he was phenomenal yeah so I dependable mean, and that's completely gone now I, I don't know if it's his resting on his laurels because he won a world cup or just confidence or both or I, I have no idea like no but he would you know I always go back to the point that he without him we wouldn't have got to no. um, a Champions League final because yeah, yeah. You know, he saved that penalty against Aguero in the first leg. Um, and, you know he's made some fantastic saves to mm. get us into good positions. But yeah, he's always he's always vulnerable for a clangor, isn't he? Yeah. I mean the injury the injury when he was out oh, was was just... his own mistake. Do you remember when he? Oh, I don't even just... know what he was doing. Uh, just pick that know, over, point... tap that over the I'm bar, behaving. land on your feet, yeah. and get people I'm marked up for injury. I do think as well now diving low on that side he's a bit slower to get down and maybe a bit like I don't really want to go down too hard on that arm but yeah, don't get me wrong. If there, if we could upgrade him, I wouldn't be against it. No. But I, I, no, it's yeah. just, I, I think whenever the next season starts, I think we we'll we'll keep him and then look to replace after that. I think. Yeah, but he's been a great he's been a great player for us. I yeah, think yeah. He's, he's the best keeper I've seen. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, another question I saw on Twitter, which I can't remember who asked it now. I replied to it as well. I can't remember who it was, but uh, would you take Tottenham winning the league and Champions League, but to do so, Sol Campbell was the manager? Oh my god! Uh, it was a it, it was a Spur, it was a podcast. That's who asked it. So go and listen to their oh podcast, god. the Spursy podcast. But oh, my personal you know opinion. No, you say you say. I've I've already given. I my think own. I would. I, to be honest with you, I would. I would take it because at the end of the day, he comes through our academy. He was a Tottenham player. Um, he, I can't stand the bloke. I detest, <laughs> I detest him with a power. Well, we all do, but I, I just cannot. I cannot bear him. I cannot yeah. bear him. But I want to see 
between Tottenham win the league and the Champions League. Yeah. So if, if, he, if he was at the helm, I'd, I'd just ignore that it was him at the helm. Yeah. The Arsenal fans couldn't say anything. He started at Tottenham. It yeah. was them that you know stole him from us. So if we steal him back again, I wouldn't ever want to do it. But if it meant us getting the league and the Champions League, then yes, I would. Yeah, I, I'm exactly of the same opinion. Winning is winning. I'd take Adolf Hitler if he won those two things. <laughs> But yeah, but it, it was interesting because I think it was done on a vote kind of thing by by the the Spursy podcast. I think it was around about fifty fifty. So it is interesting that you know because it was asked us the question: Do you love Spurs more or hate Sol Campbell more? And it's quite interesting yeah. it's fifty fifty, which a lot of fans would start to forgive him if he won us that. Yeah, I don't think I'd ever forgive him to be honest with you. No, they'd, they'd give him a bit more leeway, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> As I said, as I told you before, I'm quite a petty person, so I'm not going to forgive him, but I will take yeah. the league and the Champions League. Well, I can't, I can't stand him, so, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's, just, uh, he's just an intolerable man, isn't he? Well, he's, he's now said that the... the he said something about... The violence is racist, isn't it? Yeah, something... I, I mean, he said that in public on Twitter. I just... <laughs> Oh, he's just an idiot. I mean, I mean, you've got the whole I wasn't England captain because I'm black and it's just... Yeah. It's, no, no, it's because your name's Sol Campbell, not David Beckham. Like, yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. you know... He's just, he's just a cretin. That's yeah, I, I just... Yeah, I, anyway. <laughs> Less said about him, the better, I think. Mean. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll take a little break there. Uh, talked quite a lot about uh, Pochettino signings and, and what we can see going on in, in the transfer window whenever that will be. So have a little break there, like we say, and then talk about this absolute nonsense that is Project Restart, which I just think is a terrible, terrible idea. So hear my thoughts on what I think about that and the uh, suggestions that have been given and Mark's as well. Uh, so back in a bit. And we're back. So we talked about Spurs and, and Pochettino and his interview, uh, the signings that we've been linked to. Uh, the other big news in football, certainly in the Premier League, is uh, what they're calling, what the FA are calling Project Restart, which is the project to try and restart the Premier League so it finishes and doesn't have to be voided, cancelled, whatever. Uh, there's been a few suggestions. Uh, neutral grounds, which obviously is going to be unfair to some teams. Uh, shorter halves, which... <laughs> <laughs> just, just laughable about that. Uh, five subs a game, uh, and there's been other suggestions. But I don't know about you, Mark. But my my personal opinion is it's just absolute nonsense and just super dangerous. Because in my mind, someone will get it and someone will die because of it. But are you of that opinion, or have another opinion, or what do you think of this project restart stuff? Project stupidity. <laughs> um, it's ridiculous. I don't. It's not thinking of the players, is it? It's their no. safety and their family safety. It's mm. just all um, about money. Mm. Um, well, my, money. I, yeah. I was talking to my friend yesterday on, on a Zoom uh, Skype call, sorry, and he, he said if they do restart it, all the players will be required to sign a waiver. So if they do die or get it, then the FA or Premier League or whoever aren't liable for it. But I mean, what happens if 50% of the players don't sign it? Do they then go, OK, we can't play? It's like, OK, it's up to your youth team. Yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I've not seen this myself. But I spoke to my uncle um, on the phone this morning and 
he said that he'd read in the paper that um, five players from one club, he, did, he didn't mention the club, are refusing to play. Mm. Are refusing to, they won't play if, if, if yeah. the restart happens too soon. And I'm sure that's just the tip of the iceberg. There'll be more yeah. players that, that will not want to play. And I don't blame them, mm. to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, I, saw um, it, I, saw you I, I don't yeah. want to go to work, you know? No. So, yeah, well, I saw an interview or read an interview with Aguero who said that loads of players are scared of going back. And it's just, <laughs> you know, the FA Premier League, you've got players, like high-profile players there who are saying they don't want to do it and you're still pushing ahead with this absolute rubbish. So I... I, 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 I think <laughs> that the player is going to be placed in a very difficult position because I think that if they refuse to play... Then the clubs, and you know Levy will do this, they will turn around and say, well, OK, well, we're going to reduce your wages by yeah. 50%. I'm not sure um, they'd be able to do that, though, with employment law and stuff like that. Although, I mean, because it must be something in the contract if they're, not, if they're refusing to play. If they're saying that it's safe to do so and they're refusing to play, um, then there should be a breach of their contract. Again, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know, but I'm sure that... Um, they would be in breach of their contract yeah. if they're refusing to play, and they would, you know, they perhaps could stop the way. Again, I don't know, but there's just a whole. There's so many issues with it hmm. that oh, I don't see how it can start again. No, to be honest with you. That's um, it, yeah. We know that the Bundesliga are starting, aren't they, next weekend? I believe. It, I, I, I thought it was uh, the 11th. I thought it was tomorrow, but I'm, I could be wrong. Oh, really? I, I could be wrong on that, but. But then I, yeah. I, I read that one one team has ten players who have um, contracted the virus, and I read this morning that another team has someone who's contracted it, and just it's just not going to work, is it? But how are they? You uh, know, I don't uh, know how uh, the players feel uh, out there. And this is Germany as well, who not pissed about and and just messed about and just been like, right, okay, we need to do this, we need to do that. And then they seem to have got stuff under control. But then I read their their R rate in the rate of infection in Germany now they've eased lockdown has increased. Right. I mean, they're going to be a guide for us, aren't they? So, yeah. So if, if that's the case, and our rate of thing is is quite high, and we haven't even really had a lockdown, have we? It's been guidelines, not rules. Yeah, and, and this is I'm Germany, who, who is now uh, who's now potentially getting into a second wave. But you know, with Germany, what will happen is if it ever looks like it is going to go there, it's like okay, lockdown properly done. But then, with the football, if they play a week, one game week or whatever, do they then just lock it down again? And <laughs> if, if 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 they have to lock it down again, or do they go okay, this this is silly, just cancel it? We don't know, do we? And. and... There's no fans in the ground, um, mm. and, and, and to be honest, even if we did cancel the season, the start of next season, I doubt there's going to be fans in the ground at the start of next no. season either, um, until we find a vaccine and everything else. How can we have large gatherings? Yeah. Um, but you know what they're all like. It's all going to be come down to money, and if yeah. they see that it's going on in Germany, it's definitely going to come here, You know, it's definitely going to start up again. Mm. Uh, there's no, there's no, no two ways about that. Um, if they if it's good enough for the Bundesliga, then it's good enough for the Premier League. Um, and, and player safety, unfortunately, um, comes second to the big wigs making a, a, yeah. a few bucks. So yeah. you know, I, th- I think 
the way that people have been going to the beach, going to parks and, and everything like that, I think if we have a second wave, they're just going to ignore that even more so than this, I think, because they'll just get fed up. So, certainly if, if Boris Johnson like has been, in my opinion, too weak and called it guidelines, not rules. So it's, you know, I said to you earlier before the recording, it's it, it's a guideline, isn't it? It's a, it's a guideline that you don't swear in front of like a five-year-old kid. It's not a rule. You don't go to jail if you say the F word in, in front of a five-year-old kid. And it's similar to kind of that. Whereas, whereas if you steal something from a shop and get caught, you will get the the respective uh, criminal penalty. Well, a good analogy, for, a good analogy for me is there is no law of leaving a child on their own, whatever age that child is. So it could be mm. a newborn baby. You can leave that child on yeah. its own, um, and there's no law telling you you can't do that. Although you do know the risks of doing that, um, and you do know that if you if that something happens to that baby, you're going to be prosecuted, although there is no laws. You know, on this lockdown, if you go out and you sit in a park and have a barbecue, that you could be putting someone else's life at risk. Mm. Why would you do that? Why would you then choose to do it's, that? It's just, uh, I mean, it, it goes into this project restart. It's just the selfishness of people, isn't it? Like, in a different way, they're bored. So they want to see their friends. So sod it, I'll just do it anyway. It won't affect me because I won't die. And it's unlikely that I'll infect someone else, is their thinking. And then Project Restart is, well, we're going to lose money here, so we have to get it restarted. We can't avoid it. But what, what do you think of the uh, suggestions that they've had? So neutral grounds. Which what, what I don't get with that is they're all behind closed doors, so why does it need to be neutral grounds? You, you could essentially play at every ground like you would normally because there's no one there. And, and all these... New, and all these neutral grounds need the like the stadium staff and and uh, ambulance and stuff like that anyway. So I don't really understand why neutral grounds would be is so special. I, I again, I'm not read too much. I think probably the idea behind that is is just to limit the amount of um, people going to all different venues right. um, and just to have all the equipment. There in one because obviously it takes a lot, you know, yeah, sky cameras maybe. and everything else has to move to all the different stadiums. So, all the London teams, for example, I suppose would be at Wembley, and you can perhaps get do three or four games in the one day um, at Wembley. I don't know how, how that I, I don't, I've not even seen what venues they're suggesting, to be honest. No, with well, it's uh, just, I mean. It's going to be unfair to certain teams who are going for Champions League, relegation, promotion and whatever, but then there's no suggestion that can be made which is going to be fair for everybody. But No. But and, and what happens with the rest of the leagues? Because uh, yeah. we're only talking about the Premiership. Yeah. What happens with relegation and the promotion? What I have heard, um, again, these are all just rumours, aren't they? And just different suggestions. And mm. There will be no relegation. Yeah. Um, in the, if the season was void there'd be no relegation in the Premier League and that Leeds and whoever else at the top of the Championship will come up yeah. and there'll potentially be 22 teams or 23 teams if they do the playoff I don't know um, I'm assuming it'd just be 22 teams yeah, yeah that's what um, I and then there would be well. yeah five teams relegated next season yeah, that just, would work yeah but then um, but, but then you know then you're saying that teams are going up even though they're not mathematically guaranteed to go up, but teams who have finished 17th are then in a 
bigger risk of getting relegated next year because there's five that go down. But my my, my suggestion would my suggestion would be, which I've said, is essentially finish the season but not properly. So say season's done till September, we'll review it then. If the government say it's all right to go ahead in August, then we'll do it in August. But give Liverpool a title because they will win it. They're one game off. Uh, then you have a playoff system for the teams vying for the the Champions League. Playoff system for the teams vying for Europa League, team, uh, and then in each league a playoff system for each of the teams who are around relegation and promotion, and at least those teams have have a chance to, you know, have, have their destiny in their own hands essentially. But it's, like I say, it's, it, that sounds like a good plan. But yeah. you would then get teams like Leicester and, and Man City. They, they would have to be dragged into that. They're going to do it, you know. They should be uh, yeah. there on merit. Um, but then they'll say, well, no, that's an unfair advantage on us because Tottenham, who have been trash all season, now potentially have a chance of finishing in the second spot or whatever. Well, we, um, we, we wouldn't be in eighth. Fair way, isn't there? Well, we wouldn't be in eighth in a chance of getting a oh, Champions we, we League. We've been in the Europa League, so. Yeah. Or to be it's first of in the Champions League, Liverpool in the Champions League, it's four teams, isn't it? So you have second, third, fourth, fifth, which. I, I don't know the points totals and all that, but it could be very unfair on the team who are sixth if they're a goal difference. But I, I, don't, I don't know. But like, I don't know either. Then we've got a truck in the thing that Man City might not be in it next year. Yeah, like, so, there's so many yeah. variables of what you know ins and outs of this could yeah. happen, that can happen. But, yeah. but I don't think it. it say say. Uh, there's not really enough time. I don't think because you've got the Euros next year. The following year afterwards, you've got a World Cup in 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 um, November December twenty twenty two. So the season's going to be delayed anyway. So it could then get back to more normality in the following season. But I mean, pl- players need time to train because they've essentially just not done anything and they're not match fit at all, and they'll get hamstring injuries and God knows what else. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just money oriented, but. The suggestion that made me laugh just of how ridiculous it is is shorter halves. I mean, you know, <laughs> you've got the threat of you've got the threat of coronavirus, but you know, it can't compute if you're playing less than forty minutes a half. So it's all fine. Like it, just, it doesn't matter if you're playing for five minutes, forty-five hours. Like you're still. I just. I mean, I, I'm assuming the shorter halves were so that more games could be done a day, and that that was the reason. Rather than a safety kind of thing, but like, it's just ridiculous. I did see a suggestion on Twitter that it's just it's getting ridiculous. So my suggestion is uh, every game is played underwater, and teams pick a specific dolphin uh, to represent their team. But, <laughs> but the five subs a game as well. I, I don't know what that difference that makes. What was that? Sorry. There's five subs a game. I don't know what difference that oh, makes. Right, yeah. but, but then what you'll get there is teams will be one nil up with five minutes to go, make all their five subs every half a, half a minute. Yeah, exactly. Wasting time. I think that was just to do with more to do with um, players' fitness, wasn't it? Because they're not going to get a proper sort of pre-season um, to help right. with, with injuries. And stuff. But I think that's what that was. But again, it's just, it's just all these ideas... Just to try and get it on, isn't it? Rather than actually, yeah, I, I just out. don't. Should this be happening? Yeah, then you've got to think the players as well don't really know what they're doing either. Like, 
they were at home, obviously, apart from our players who were on bloody Hackney Marshes or whatever they were. Mm, but, or in South Korea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they're, they're at home. Are they supposed to be keeping up? Like, as, as close to the... Because a lot of them are doing Zoom... Uh, like team training, aren't they? And having their individual yeah. training regimes. But are they supposed to be doing that? Because are they going back to play football next month? Or is it all in vain and that they're, they're basically doing all of this to not play football and then they're not going to get their, what is it, month rest when they go on holidays and all that? Because regardless of, yeah, a lot of them are overpaid and all that and they get paid a fortune, but they're still human at the end of the day. So they can't possibly be doing all of this fitness for a full year. So they need that, that month off or two months off between the end of the season and pre-season to just literally go on holiday and do nothing. But then, yeah, and this is enough. But then are they going to be constantly training and training and training thinking the season's going to happen and it's going to constantly be delayed and then we get to September and go, well, we can't delay it anymore. You're going to have to start playing and they don't have that rest because you'll get massive injuries there. You've got a world, uh, a Euros coming in as well. It's just make a decision and then just stick to it and just What do you you think will happen? uh, Unfortunately, I think the season will be finished in its entirety because they seem desperate for that to happen. And I just think, I I just think, uh, generally, money talks, doesn't it? Which, yeah. But then, like you say, if 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 five players in one team and you get that from every single team are refusing to play. I, uh, what happens then? Are you down to bare bones of teams anyway? And then if, if five of those players get the the, the virus, then that team is at, uh, is that team out? Yeah. I just I just think it's so irresponsible if if they do it. Uh, what happens is um, what? Sorry, just going slightly off on a tangent here. What, what with like Champions League? Um, FA Cup, are we completing them games as well? We're, we're yeah. crossing countries to complete games well, because, the, like, the, the French the, League has, has finished. Yeah, PSG, uh, PSG still in the Champions League? I don't even know. You know, yeah. uh, I think they are. Yeah, I'm sure. Are they going to be going? It's, there's so much different things. It's not yeah. just the, yeah. like, the Premiership. It, it, but they seem desperate to finish it. I, I think they're desperate to finish the Premier League so Liverpool can get their title after 30 years. And, and then they don't lose all their money. But like, it would be interesting what would have happened if it was Man City or Man United, 20 points clear. Mm. But I just yeah, think, I, I just, it just boggles the mind that they're even considering doing it when you've still got 600 deaths a day and like four or 5,000 people being infected a day. I know, but you know, uh, Money, money, it's just all down to that, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I know a lot of the deaths, you 600 there, or it was 340-something yesterday, but then it is a weekend, and they always say that's lower. So let's go from, like, 600, That a, a lot of those are from care homes and at home, so in hospital it's around about 200. Mm. But it's still too high to even consider playing football. I mean, even if they said, OK, all care homes and stuff are out of bounds, but apart from the patients and anyone who works there, you've still got like 200 deaths and a few thousand infections I think today. if this Bundesliga starts whenever it is, tomorrow or next week, um, and there's no issues there, then that's just going to give them the green light and it's just going to be pushed ahead anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you think about the players, you know, like, 
I imagine that either the players or their wives or girlfriends or whatever go and do their shopping. I mean, you might get some that get them ordered. So, you know, you, you got players who, who are playing football, getting, you know, sweating and all that, and, and, and you know, potentially getting sweat of other players on them when they fall to the ground or have a collision, going home to their wife, girlfriend, who then goes shopping. I mean, I, that could just cause a second spike in itself. Well, exactly. I just think it's so irresponsible and just so ridiculous that it, I've got to the opinion now that I, I love football, but if it happens and carries on, I'll be angry because it's just so... It's beyond football, isn't it? We all want football back. We yeah. all want to sit and watch our teams play football. Um, I'd like nothing more to do yeah. if it was safe to do it. Yeah. Um, we, we all want we want some entertainment, don't we? We, yeah. want, we want to watch football, uh, but we don't want to risk our family's lives or, or anyone's lives. You know, people no. we don't know. But then you get Dominic Raab who says, you know, that if football comes back, it'd be a boost to the whole country. It's like, yeah, what a boost for like a week, and then we're all in lockdown for another four months. Exactly. That's just, know, it's all yeah. about people that don't like football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of them around. Um, you know, it's just, it's crazy. It's absolute madness. It's madness to even be thinking about it. It's just crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's no more to be said. It, it, it's greed um, and it's, it's mad. Yeah. Totally mad. I, I'll be pretty angry if it comes back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I completely agree. It's all greed and just selfishness, which kind of links me on. One thing I've been doing in this lockdown in the last week, I, I started watching Tiger King. I've finished that now. I don't know if you've seen that, but... In, oh, yeah. I, yeah. I watched that when it first came on Netflix. Oh, right, okay. But in terms of the greed and selfishness of football, I mean, that was just exactly the same, but in a zoo setting. And like, <laughs> I don't think I've watched a TV show or film where I've hated so many people in the show. <laughs> like, they were all... Awful people. Yeah, it was. It's uh, you wanted to see more of it, don't you? They've got to bring back a second series because it was just. Well, uh, it was for high drama, wasn't it? It was. Um, it was like EastEnders, but actual. This really happened in real life. It was. Uh, yeah, I, I just. Well, I, what I found as well is every time someone accused someone of doing something. They were accusing that person of doing something that they'd already done or were going to do. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. And then what did make me laugh is when Joe was saying, I'm not stupid. And then the whole thing of him is in jail because he's been... <laughs> he's <laughs> basically broadcast a lot of people the fact he's trying to kill someone. <laughs> but... <laughs> He got his bed out and his watch. He goes, "You want my watch?" I just got a gun. <laughs> yeah. watch. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. I, I, red, red territory. I think at the start I felt a little bit sorry for him. I thought it was a bit of a witch hunt, and then because he said, didn't he, that um, you, you give someone a baby tiger to play with, you've got 15 minutes of their undivided attention that you can tell them that we need to save the rainforest because this is where they yeah. live, and then it, it's where he he got paranoid that someone sprayed his shoe with cologne, and then that cat tried to eat his shoe and then yeah, yeah, I think yeah. he said something like I'll shoot you between the fucking eyes and it's like yeah. that's who you really are yeah opinions but I, I think that probably he he set out with the right intentions yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know everything else took over didn't it and I think he got into um, 
into drugs and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and they get desperate for money, and people are offering to buy Tiger again. Greed, isn't it? And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, well, I think greed, greed, and selfishness. It, it, I think started off with the best intentions, and then when it looked like he would, I think fame took over, and the the appeal of fame was what he really wanted. But yeah, his his husband as well, who shot himself, just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Really, like it's just because it's when he said about uh, was it Jeff Lowe that. He's moaning about Jeff Lowe going, he's bald, he's got shit hair, uh, he can't yeah. sleep with any girls, he has to pay for the girls to sleep with him. And it's just like, well, yeah. you're essentially doing that yeah, to, to this are. guy who isn't um, gay, but, the, but, but in terms of money, it's uh, heroin or coquette or whatever drug it was. But yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, and then Doc Atler as well, I just couldn't stand him. As soon as the director said it's like a cult, he got angry, didn't he, and had a go at the director. Yeah. But yeah. it definitely was a cult, wasn't it? It definitely is a cult. Yeah. And, 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 um, and Joe was doing the same, but with, with boys, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was married to two boys. Um, and there's the Louis Farouk, um documentary before. And I've seen him come out and say, well, he was married to, uh, he was married to another young boy before that. Yeah. Um, so not the one that shot himself. He was married to another... Hmm. He met them when they were kids, didn't he? You get them working in the yeah. in the zoo, plied, probably plied them with drugs, allegedly again, um, and you know, and that's that's how it went down. I'm sure the other guy was probably doing similar stuff as well. Yeah, it's just, um, and then and Jeff Lowe as well, who used to take his tigers to Vegas and stuff, get girls in his hotel yeah. room, and then do yeah, it's exactly. just proper seedy, dirty old men, really. But, yeah, but, yeah, and just yeah, but it was a. <laughs> Such a gripping documentary, <laughs> but then yeah, I just yeah. feel sorry for the because. But and, and then where, the alligators that died in the, in the uh, office fire, I'm yeah. convinced he either did that himself or he paid someone to do it. And he's got alligators there that are just minding their own business one minute and then burning to death the next, and it's just yeah, all for money and to stop someone. Oh yeah. Just but he, um, deplorable person, people really. It disgusting. Jeff, Jeff um, opened up the zoo again, didn't he? Last week, apparently, I was reading the newspaper Did he? because you keep getting, yeah, you keep getting these articles now um, about about the documentary. I'm sure I read that him and his, his girlfriend opened up the zoo again last week. Um, how they're doing that in the lockdown, I don't really understand. Yeah. Um, I definitely read. I definitely read that. They've changed it. They called it um, Tiger King Park or something now. Have they? Oh, right. try, try, again, trying to uh, make money from the from the series. Um, but I think they're, they're definitely going to make another uh, series two. Possibly. It'll be to try and bring be to try and bring him down, um, mm. Jeff, and it will be to try and find out what happened to her husband. And he will, he will obviously appeal. He'll obviously appeal the decision, won't he, and try and get out of prison. Well, but, uh, so they'll follow that. But are they ever going to find out that that stuff? Because from what you saw in the documentary, whether it's true, they had evidence that Jeff was talking about killing her, but then didn't take her to court, which yeah. I mean, there must be a reason for that. Maybe the evidence wasn't substantial enough, or they would, I don't know. And then her husband died decades ago. So, but, uh, yeah. yeah, but there's more to it. There's more to yeah. all this kind of stuff, and uh, you know if they can make money from them, not the success of that series. Everyone's talking about it. And it's the most yeah. um, 
for the most watched program during uh, during the lockdown. But they're not gonna they're not gonna not make another series. No, um, but it was amazing. They can get I just call access, can't they? They can, in Merica. Can they? Do you have you watched uh, Making a Murderer? No, I've heard about that, but I never kind of yeah, got into well, that. You need to watch. You need, you need to watch that. that that's a, that's. You've got plenty of times on your hand, Chris. That's the craziest um, program that I've ever watched in my life. Yeah. You need to watch it. Someone it did tell me about it. It did sound really interesting, but yeah. Yeah, and, and they can get access in prisons and all that stuff now. So I, I think um, they're definitely going to make a series two of it, which is right. going to be quite fun. So, I, I, I bet they're making a... Sorry? Go on, sorry. I, I, I suppose they can't really do much filming at the minute anyway. No, no. Doing it, I read they're making a film, and I'm, I'm sure I read that Nicolas Cage is going to play Joe, but whether that's true or not. Yeah, I, I read that. Know, yeah. I did read that. I read that as well. Yeah. It's just the cats you feel sorry for because then there's all talk of them, them being shot when they're healthy and salt and, you know, if not fit for purpose. And if that's true, that's just. Well, I think he admitted that, didn't he? He admitted that that was, yeah. that, that, that was happening. Um, but, the, the, you know, but the last episode was essentially a Q&A with a. a some actor and then a load of people which said that he did other yeah. things which wasn't in the show but then uh, is that true or they just they don't like him anymore and they've been portrayed a bit bad on the show so they're trying to turn the focus to make him yeah. even more deplorable but yeah but what's struck me as well is that <laughs> these are animals that can rip your arm off and they did in the same way that I can open a can of Coke without really using much effort. <laughs> and oh, you're going there and patting these things on the head and giving him cuddles and, and just uh, kill you without even trying. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and you're just treating him like a, a, a Labrador. But yeah. Do you ever see the, the film Blackfish? Um, yeah, I've watched yeah. that, yeah. I've watched that, that was just awful. I went to... Uh... Sorry, got Chris to cut over you there. I, yeah, I went to um, to Florida last October, and I, re I refused to go to yeah. SeaWorld. My whole family went. There was eleven oh. of us, eleven or twelve of us that, that went over to um, Orlando. I, I didn't go. I said I'm not going to that. I'm not going to SeaWorld. Yeah, I'll do whatever. I'm, well, I think I went to a water park or something, and everyone yeah. else went there. Um, yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, because yeah. I went to SeaWorld when I was a kid and loved it, and then you see this thing and it's just awful so my, yeah, just yeah, after yeah. I watched that my, my cousin went to SeaWorld and I bit my tongue but but yeah I just but that thing as well when, when the the calf is taken from the mum and the mum's crying and then that's the same mum that drags the trainer down exactly and then rips his arm to shreds but then <laughs> you know for a fact that it didn't even have to try to do that no and just yeah I've been there and it was great you know I but after watching that, I thought I'm not going to go back again. No. And, you know, it, it, it's um, it's disgusting. Yeah. You're right, and why we? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I think that that's what upset me. Not upset me. Well, maybe upset. But about Tiger King and that is it, it's not so much the trainers in in Sea World and then some of the handlers in in Tiger King. It, it's the people at the top who just don't have the respect for these animals that. Uh, killing machines and yeah. uh, and then they treat them like crap and then wonder why they uh, then go mad and, and kill people or just rip limbs off yeah and but, we see that didn't we in Tiger King where the, the young girl got her arm ripped off and yeah. she obviously loves she loved animals because she didn't even want 
to have the animal put down, did she? No. Um, and and to, you know, she's there for the right reasons. But as you say, it's the people at the top that. Um, yeah. But, doing everything for money, aren't they? But what what did make me laugh is when he's in prison, saying moaning that he's in a cage and like it's worse than you can be yeah. treat any animal. It's like you're fifty two. You've been out of a cage for fifty years. These animals are in a cage for the whole of their life. Yeah. And yeah, I just it's a brilliant show, but it's just makes you think. You could also yeah. I'd advise you to go away and watch the. Um, the Louis Farouk documentary, mm. because you can see, you, from that, I think you'll see that his intentions were the right intentions to begin with. Yeah. Because the, you could, and even throughout that, that documentary, Tiger King, you could see the deterioration of the park. Yeah. The more, you know, he probably got more and more debt, and he just, he, everything just went for him, didn't it? And um, you, you see the breakdown of a man, really, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we're depressed enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least we're not in a cell, I suppose. No, but, but it feels like it sometimes, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. I, I live on my own, so yeah. I, I, right. Yeah, so but I, I get a lot of friends and people saying to me, like, oh, it must be really tough for you living on your own. I feel sorry for you. And it's just like, well, thanks. But like... You, not just me you've got other people who are living with their girlfriend wives or whatever who aren't used to spending i don't know 10 hours a day with them each day yeah so it's a complete yeah, different thing and then you know you can't go out and do your own thing like to take your mind off things like i used to go to the cinema which you know i've got a load of dvds so i could just watch them but it's not the same is it no, yeah no. so i think everyone is struggling in their own way and i just think going out to the parks and stuff like that isn't helping people and we should just be helping people to try and get through this situation but mm. yeah but then the football doesn't help at least I suppose if the football does start then during those times everyone will stay indoors but that's true that's true but yeah. you're then infecting loads of other people who are playing football <laughs> and going back to their family shopping or whatever but Asymptomatic, a lot of the cases. Yeah, well, that's it. So, you know, there's no foolproof plan, is there? Yeah. So. The other thing with the testing on all these footballers is they're not hitting their 100,000 target for key workers and everything like that, no. but you're giving it to bloody footballers. Like, give it to the key workers, and then if you've got spare left over, then you can give that to footballers or people who have got the disease, who've got symptoms. Don't, don't just. And, you know, and 100,000 it was, wasn't it? They hit that twice, which one of them was a lie because they counted the fact that 50,000 had been sent out. But mm. And then he comes out and says, OK, at the end of May, our target is 200,000. It's like, surely you should be working on getting consistently over the first target before you set another one. But Well, I don't understand. See, I'm, I'm considered a key worker. That's why I'm allowed a test. Yeah. But there's no point me doing a test because I, I have not shown any symptoms. No. I don't, know these, I don't know whether these are all the same tests or what it is, but what's the point in going for a test if you don't show the symptoms? Yeah. You know? So, I don't know. Um, 
hundred thousand targets seemed a bit out there because you're not going to take a test anyway if you're not showing the symptoms. No, sorry. No. Yeah, I'm just anyway. We won't get back into politics again. No, yes, yeah, not get there. Let's <laughs> not go there. Yeah. Not going there. Um, for, the, for the listeners, who, you know, we got the we got the speech today, haven't we, Chris, at seven o'clock? Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll find out a little bit more about what what the new lockdown is going to look like, yeah. or what the plan is to um, yeah. get us out. I'm not sure if it's a new lockdown because I'm sure I read last week it, it, he's cut, he's he's detailing his exit strategy, his plans. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, who knows, really? Like, I, the media don't help. Where, but I don't think he should have said like next week. This is what I'm going to do well, because then, because then the media then go frenzy because they got nothing to report about, and then saying, "Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen." Which right. that that also allows people to think they can go out on nice sunny days to parks exactly and beaches. So he, I don't th- really think he should have said that. I think he, he should have come. I think he should have come out. Uh, I think he should have come out, or whoever's doing the speech at five o'clock today comes yep. out and says, oh, at seven, Boris Johnson's going to announce his uh, exit strategy, yep. and then the, the papers don't have enough time to exactly. print nonsense. Like. But they've yeah, had, exactly. I mean, when was that said? That was at least a week ago, so they've had a week. It was, yeah, I, think it was, I think it was last Sunday, yeah. Yeah, I just it's just not planned very well and not very well, but anyway. That's enough politics talk. We'll yeah, up, we got back we'll end up talking about three hours just on politics here. <laughs> 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 yeah, getting people right upset. Who, who, yeah, so we'll, we'll cut that out. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's it for this episode. Uh, good to chat to you again, Mark. Uh, come back uh, uh, another time uh, when, when we've got some more stuff to talk about whether that will <laughs> be any time soon but certainly in the, in the new season or when season restarts uh, can chat about games and talk through games about how we feel it's gone um, but again that's a wait to be seen kind of thing um, if anyone who wants to follow Mark or isn't already uh, Twitter it's at 1981spur I, th- I think that's right isn't it I believe so, yeah. Yeah, uh, so give him a follow if you're not already. Uh, and in regards to the political stuff that we've been talking about and Tiger King, uh, it is just our opinions rather than us saying that's what happened. So, certainly in the Tiger King, we're only giving our opinions based on what we saw on the show. Uh, so <laughs> so please don't sue anyone or, or sue us for... for we're anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're only talking about... Um, um, what we saw on the show and yeah so uh, have another episode soon Uh, hopefully obviously if there's nothing to talk about then that's going to be very difficult rehashing the same stuff Uh, but yeah thanks for listening give a retweet if if, uh, you like what you see Uh, at LTalk Tottenham is uh, the podcast uh, Twitter account and like I said at 1981 Spur is Mark so give him a follow Uh, and Uh, another episode follow at some point shortly